Hi, everyone. It's Thursday, February 24th, 2022. My discussion today is with Richie Jewell. Richie is a martial artist, a wrestling aficionado, and an advocate for autism awareness. I've gotten to know Rich and his story and perseverance continues to impress all that know him. I'm pleased to call Rich my friend. Stay tuned for my interview with Richie Jewell. Yep. Hey, Rich, thanks for joining. Uh, thanks for joining the Journeyman podcast. Appreciate you taking some time to come on. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. And uh, before uh, we start, I just want to say that um, on a personal level, uh, I've been around sports for a very long time um, in many different venues and ventures. And, um, you know, I happened to have my son with me last weekend. Um, and we'll get into that later. Uh, but I, uh, I, I, I want to say that, um, you know, what I saw last weekend, um, your, your competition and, you know, sort of your heart and soul and everything that you did really, really inspired me and really, really inspired a lot of people there. So I want to thank you for that. And um, thank you. I just want you to know that you are and continue to be an inspiration for a lot of people. So I just want to start off the podcast by saying that. Um, because, uh, like I said, uh, I was very, very grateful that my son was able to see that. And I was, you know, just, I was grateful to be able to be there and watch you do what you did. Mm-hmm. But, um, with that said, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get into this. Let's talk about sort of your, um, your venturing into, uh, uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu, how you got into it, maybe the early days, some interests, and, uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, <laughs> this has to be way back, like in 2018, when I first met um, the owner of the gym, Mike Palladino, because uh, him and I were like wrestling fans. And I guess he has seen me before because beforehand I was a uh, autism awareness advocate and he's seen me walking around the streets like for a while. And I guess he followed me and I followed him and I saw he was into martial arts and whatnot. And so that kind of cap- captured my interest for a while. So I guess one day and he decides to him and I decide to watch a wrestling pay-per-view together. But I guess we're both pro wrestling fanatics <laughs> and it just hit off from there. And Next, you know, I guess we, him and I traveled the tri-state area and traveled around for like either for signings or events. So it was like, it was like a blast for a while. And then afterwards, I kind of got like curious of what he did, but at the same token, I was just like, I don't know if I could ever do this. Cause I'm like, cause I start off late, but most people don't know it's most people do jujitsu in their thirties and forties. So. Right. Yeah. And so I was, so one day I was like, I got to go to the gym and see what it's like over there. And I see kids doing this. I see like teens doing this. I've seen adults do this, but I'm just like, I was like, Oh wow, this is like cool and stuff. But you know, I don't think this is for me, you know? But it was just a cool hangout spot to go to. So that's where uh, me going to the gym started, really. So that's where it all started. 
yeah years ago so our yeah. encounter uh were you uh who are your biggest uh, who are your like you you said you you follow wrestling um so who are your biggest uh like who are your uh who are well your- my my biggest inspirations were Bret Hart um okay. let me see growing up I was a huge uh Jericho fan I was a huge fan of Bret and okay. Man, any like technical wrestlers I loved, I love doing so. And I learned the, the uh, backstage stuff and I watched like New Japan's pro wrestling, all Japan, pretty much any wrestling promotion I could tune into, I pretty much watch it. So it's like, that's like how hardcore I can be. So <laughs> and you just, I just saw you posted, you went to a wrestling event last night. Yeah, I went to an AEW show in Connecticut. I forget which city, so forgive me. So oh, fine. because it's like a blur. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's fun. So so I always appreciate like the good work over there of like the wrestlers over there because they just put their body in line. Similar to way uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is like they we kind of know what we signed ourselves up into, like we take like risks of like getting injured and stuff. We are traveling for competitions and they're traveling for events just for like the sake of uh, creating an art. So that's how I look at it as. Yeah, no, I saw you, I saw you said that, like how you, you're sort of comparing wrestling as an art to as the same way as Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I, I'd have to agree to you to a certain extent. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm an eighties kid, so I grew up with wrestling, um, Right. but you know, I was like, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan and like, I don't know, it was always, it was always like, um, you know, I was always watching it, you know, like Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, you know, those were the staples, you know, the ultimate warrior, you know. Um, I, I probably wasn't into as much as, I, I don't know. I mean, I remember watching it, but I don't know how much I was into it, but um, it, it's funny because I feel like, um, you know, as time goes on, like, people still reference those guys and um especially in like contact sports it's kind of funny how um like people uh uh, continue to follow wrestling and they appreciate wrestling and and there's a lot to be said uh for 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 that for that as you say that art so those are your early influences your early influences was was the wrestling world and it sounds like you, you continue to follow them which is awesome um yeah you got into you you decided to try out this thing called jujitsu. Um, and, um, you know, I'm 40, I, I didn't start till I was 43 years old. So I, I, when you said before, most people don't start, most people probably don't know that, they, that most, on the average, most people start late. Um, mm-hmm. So what did you find like starting out? Like what were some of the, what were some of the aha moments uh, that you had starting out, whether positive or negative or like what were some of the things that you had to get accustomed to or sort of get used to well when i first started jiu-jitsu i was doing uh muay thai kickboxing at that point striking for like about a good period of time i would say about three four four months so i was doing like striking and stuff and then i guess the funniest thing was this is this is like my first introductory role sort of I guess Mike suckered me in into uh, getting into mats. And I think we were just like having some fun and 
just doing whatever like we do like roll and stuff and i accidentally i think mike had a strained mcl at that point before a competition so i him and i rolled so i guess i accidentally kicked him like as in his strained mcl as almost as hard as i could before a jiu-jitsu roll i'm like oh no i think i messed up at that point on <laughs> so you actually and, kicked him in the leg yeah i actually kicked him in the leg right like it was in the moment and it, it was just oh my gosh it was just so like oh my gosh i actually kicked my mentor in the leg <laughs> what was and, his reaction what was his reaction he said, what were you doing? I was like, I was just practicing what I learned in Muay Thai. Oh, yeah, okay. He's in LA because that's what you were doing in Muay Thai, right? Yeah, I was doing Muay Thai, so. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was a real street fight, that's probably what you'd be doing, right? Like. Oh, yeah, that, that's something I would have probably had to, but thank God I have never been in one yet, so that's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so and then afterwards we went into a wrestling match. So that was our official way of Mike saying, I think you're ready for jujitsu now. So that that was kind of a, a way to be suckered in pretty much. So nice. from that forward, I was like, okay, no more striking, no hitting with physical contact with elbows, fists, or my feet. I just <laughs> used chokes. Right, right. Uh, arm bars, whatnot. You're trying, to do like you're trying to do pile drivers and stuff on people? Oh, no, thank God. I've never tried that yet, so. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so what, uh, like, what's, um, like, I'll get, like, so when I first started, I, I really had no idea what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I mean, I kind of knew what Jiu-Jitsu was, but I kind of always put it on the back burner. I was like, you know, and then once I started, doing it, I was like, wow, you know, it was just kind of my mind was like blown. I was like, wow, I, I didn't realize it was, I didn't realize how much there was to the sport, you know? Um, what were some of the, what were some of the moments that you had were like, like what were some of the, like some of the challenges that I had? I, I remember like just um, like being humbled on the mat and, um, you know, I had to learn that. I had to learn that, I had to learn, some self-control. I had to learn how to take care of myself a little better, you know, if I was going to do this, you know, for the long term, right? Would you say that's fair? Like most people who go in kind of don't know if you, if this is something that you really want to do, then you're going to have to change. Sometimes you're going to have to change. Like it pretty much you have to change everything. Yes. Not everything about yourself, but you have to change your lifestyle. Yes. Um, I think it's very disciplining. Um, it's a very great exercise. It's an excellent discipline for your mental health. And it's such an amazing um, program to learn for self-defense too. Right. And I love the fact that it's, it helps the discipline for, to make, it's a mental discipline for people who don't know what they're getting themselves into. And it, it, it leaves you, a positive experience yeah. for getting into and for and for myself it, it has ha actually helped me tremendously getting into brazilian jiu-jitsu when i first started i didn't know i thought it was just more than it's more than just takedowns more than chokes it's more than dominant positions it's actually a 
a mental program and it's it's an amazing discipline of how much people say they love it and how much it helps people and and then after a while you just kind of go it actually does help so that's right. the most amazing thing how people compare it to like right. therapy afterwards right. and it's it's an amazing therapeutic experience to go through so i'm very happy with that would you feel like do you feel like it, it helps you like in other arenas of your life off the mat oh yes absolutely like way before i my social skills and social anxiety was very limited at best and now jujitsu has gained me friends and it helped me like be more responsible be more disciplined be more um outgoing it's definitely made a big huge change to me so and i was just like so blessed with it so i was just like so happy to do this so yeah. so if it wasn't for this i wouldn't even know what i would be doing so that's right, just wow. like a scary like change for me but which is great but you know but i don't know if why i would have done if it wasn't for like brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatnot yeah. so i'm very well, happy with that so it sounds like it came into your life when it was supposed to right it sounds like it was it was a good thing it was unexpected but it's a great thing right awesome awesome so let's um let's talk about um you making the decision to uh step into the competition world um so just for the listeners um the last weekend was your first competition correct yes it was okay so let's 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 reverse engineer this let's go back to um, when you first decided that you were going to compete, why why you decided you were going to compete, and then sort of tell tell the listeners a little backstory about that. All right, so if we were this is almost like the prologue to this, you know. Right. Um, I would say this is almost a month into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I think uh, it was on Columbus Day. I think it was somewhere October 14th. It was on Columbus Day. So it's another reason why this holiday is, I don't like the holiday to begin with. Uh, so I, we went out to, I went out to eat with the guys and I guess one of my buddies uh, drove me home one day and all of a sudden I just pass out and blackout. Right. And I wake up there's ambulance crew my buddies were there and i'm like i wake up and i see feud puke all over me and they go listen you just had i woke up like almost like if i was like in a comatose and they said you dude you just had a seizure dude i'm like no that can't be because right. i just turned 27 so i was just like i never had anything like this before so it's like what is going on here you know and next thing you know, I feel my tongue. I was like, oh, I did it. So I must have had one. So I get up on my own power because at first I was just like very reluctant not to go. But then I was just like, all right, I better get this thing checked. So I get up, get on the stretcher, takes me to the hospital, loaded into an ambulance. And I stay at the first, the first seizure was like, I was in the hospital for like about two and a half, three hours trying to see if there's any like tumors or CAT scans or whatnot. 
And I was just, they're just saying, go see a neurologist and whatnot. I was just like, all right, whatever. So I, the first time that happened, I was off of the mat for about 10, 10 days. And I went back because I, I didn't think of anything. I was, I just thought it was some type of dehydration or eating too fast. I didn't know what it was right. at first. So I didn't think of anything. So as time went on, I, I was fine for a month. Then on December, like about two months later, I suffered another seizure after shoveling snow on the sidewalk. And I was just taking a nap while this was going on. And, and I was like, oh boy, if I had suffered another one, this one must be serious. And so I called on my buddy, Mike, and he just kept me off the mat for about a month. So recommended me see specialists. So thankfully I was seeing doctor at that point. And so I went, undergoing series of tests to see if there was a tumor or not and but thankfully there wasn't so they diagnosed me as autism related seizures and so for a while i didn't i couldn't do anything and i was told by specialists that i could never drive again i could never do jiu-jitsu competitions i could never do swim alone which I have swam alone since then, and nothing has happened to me. Um, I can't drive. I can't do like various activities. So it was like kind of disheartening at first. Yeah. And for a while, I'm just, I was just focused on getting my health in line and then just like try to get back on the mats as soon as I can. So, that was long, that was my sorry. I'm going to interrupt you, Rich. How long ago was this? Like, what your first initial seizures? How long ago was that? Uh, sure. Um, my first seizure was in Columbus Day of um, October of 2019, okay. and my second seizure was Gen uh, December 2019. Okay, so you had two like relatively close to each other. Yeah, two close to each other. Right. Okay. So you were, um, so you were told that you could never, you know, you couldn't drive, you couldn't compete, you couldn't do anything, sort of any solitary, strenuous um, uh, activities, right? Yeah, I was told I can't do anything like crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay, so that was 2019. So if you don't mind me asking, and I, I think the listeners would want to know, to you know, whatever you, whatever degree you're comfortable with sharing. Uh, what's 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 happened since then? Because that was quite a bit of time ago. Okay, so 2020 was the pandemic. I came back to training, right? And so I couldn't do a competition. So I was cleared to train jujitsu, right. and so and then the pandemic happened. So I was out of commission for a while. So and then I came back eventually. So and then thankfully, when the things started getting lifted up tournaments started coming along and i see people compete and i see people getting meddled up and when it matches i was like yo this is so cool man but at the same token i'm just like damn i wish that was me yeah. you know and so 
as time went on, uh, 2021, um, I see people like get meddled up and just as I was working hard on the mats and gaining skill, I was just like, you know what? There was this student at, at our gym, Rob, uh, her name was Gabby. So I've seen her get a fractured spine, told her that she would never do jujitsu again, rehab hard. And I've seen her compete and she won a gold at, at a tap out cancer event. Right. And I'm just like, I was like, damn, it's like, you know what? At that event alone, it was like somewhere in, I would say probably about in the springtime of 2021, I was just like, you know what? She could do that with a like potentially fractured spine. And I was just like, you know what? I think I got to try to do this. Wow. And she was, your, she was almost your inspiration. Pretty much. Yes. And, wow, amazing. and I was like, you know what? I should try to do this train while I can find the perfect time to do this and train while I can just at least before anything happens. And so I set a bunch of goals in mind. So it was a, when I was get to my blue belt, I was going to have autism awareness colors on it. And number two, just to compete once to see what it's like. Right. And not that I wanted to win or lose or anything. I just want to gain the experience and prove medical experts wrong. Say I could finally do this, you know, right. can't stop me, you know? Right. And so as time went on, I decided to gain more experience on the mats and, and so little time went on. I went to my uh, cousin's wedding and I had a conversation with my older brother. He goes, Oh, um, Rich, what are you doing for yourself? I was like, I just want to compete jujitsu tournaments, you know? You know what I mean? He says, Oh, really? What's stopping you? He's like, Oh, so I was working hard to get cleared by doctors, you know, to, just to get cleared, but they would never give me the time to clear me. So, and they just, my older brother just looked at me and said, well, what's stopping you? So I just want to get cleared to say, well, are they giving you the time of day to clear you? I go, well, no, not really. He goes, listen, if that's something you want to go for, do it. They're not going to give you time, but you will. Right. So I'm just like, all right. So I think around winter time, and I was just like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take care of this problem. I'm going to ask him to compete and I could finally do it. So therefore on the winter, I decided my target day was February 19th of 2022 at Grappling Industries in Newtown, Connecticut. And that was the main goal was to get over there and actually compete without incident or whatever, get myself in shape and then actually perform in front of people. And, uh, which is, which is, I mean, that, that's just amazing because I mean, as you know, people competing just, 
you know, just the thought of competition for a lot of people makes them very, very anxious and, you know, very, um, it's not, it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. Um, oh, absolutely. It, for, and just, you know, for the, your average person walking around, most people wouldn't, wouldn't put themselves out there, you know? So I think it speaks volumes for like what I said earlier about yourself out there, not knowing what, what, what you know, what the repercussions are going to be. Um, and, you know, look, take us through that day, take us through that day of your, uh, your competition. What were you feeling that day? Well, it's funny because while that was all going on, I was just moving into a new place right. and transferring to, I was, I was bowing through a skin infection for about two weeks before the tournament and it kept me off. Right. Right. Life was throwing you obstacles in the way. Right. Yeah. I was, I was getting infected and grown hair. So I was just trying to do everything just to get back on the mats before competition. So, and I was just so desperate, just getting driving in like making sure that it's all cleared. Thankfully I was cleared just a week before right. the tournament. So, and, and now the day of, I just remember putting on an autism awareness rash guard or autism awareness ski with a white belt. And I'm like, okay, I'm here now. Now what? Now I'm just going to get ready for my matches. He said, this is just what I wanted to do. Yeah. I weighed in. I was listening to music to like calm myself down and pump myself up. Right. And I was just ready. I was at peace. So I was like, you know what? I've made it this far. Once that happens, there's no turning back. Everything else is gravy, right? After that, right? You had already won. Yeah. Just just by showing up, you had already you had already won. Yes. Right. And then once the match was started, I looked around. I just was like, damn, this is this is crazy. I'm going in with high risk of blur? seizures. Was it, was it like blur? <laughs> Did you have like blinders on? I was intense. I was ready. And my coach, coach Mike looked at me and goes, whatever happens, we're all proud of you. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this is it. Awesome. And I had three opponents. So I gave like my heart and soul into it, just knowing that, just knowing that I was there and <laughs> I survived the first match just using all my instincts as much as I could. Right. And the next two, I got submitted. And I was just like, okay, those guys got me. No problem. Right. And I suffered a nice bruise out of it. You know, a nice little shiner there. Yeah. Just another day, right? Just another just day. Another day. <laughs> yeah, but just, you know what? So, like, so then you got off the mat and um it's here's the funniest thing um i i get off the mats and i was gonna actually congratulate the guys who meddled up because i didn't meddle up and i was just like all right and then my coach and mike just goes wait here just stay here don't move i'm like 
Oh, okay, that's kind of odd. I think we're going for a photo op. I'm like, that's cool. I don't mind. You know? And it's so surreal. I'm like, okay, everyone's standing around. I'm like, okay, this is odd. You know, we're getting a group photo. Right. And Mike, Mike comes back because one of our other members of the gym was competing also. So I was just like, okay, I guess he's just there just to coach him and get ready to line up. And I swear to you, there was a good number, like probably 35, 40 people just oh, standing was. around. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, what is going on here? I was really and, rooting for you, man. Like where you had you had quite the uh you had quite the cheering section. Yes, it was it was insane. Like I I was looking at him like, okay, guys, there's other people competing too. You know, you know you could watch <laughs> something else. And I just know that. <sighs> And next thing you know, Mike goes, we're proud of Rich. And and I survived a tournament without incidents. Right. And, and as soon as Mike pulled something out of his pocket, I was like, no, this cannot be. <laughs> it's a blue belt. And with autism awareness colors, I just yeah. broke down. Pretty amazing. Like, I broke down. Everyone just was either crying or just going to stand. I, I don't think there was a, a dry eye around there, Rich, when that happened. <sighs> we were all so happy for you. I just remember just like, this can't be real, you know, because I just got promoted right in front of the public, pretty much. Right. A and I just remember, like, when he tied my belt, I just see the colors and tied the belt, and I just immediately hugged him and started sobbing. I, I just said, I love you, Mike. I love you. Thank you for everything. Right. And I was just – and everyone's, like, congratulating me, even – my opponents who meld up go, wait a minute, weren't you white belt like 20 minutes ago? I was like, no, I just got promoted within 10 minutes ago. And and I talked to my opponents about everything I went through, and they're just like in absolute awe. They couldn't believe what I actually endure, you know. Rich, and, so I mean, if you could, um, I remember you talking to one of the opponents. I think I think it was the last competitor you faced and I remember I was standing right there and you were talking to him and he you mentioned something about um your your belt right your with the autism symbol on yeah. and, and your competitor said something to you what did he say to you do you remember he, yes uh it was my second opponent he looked at my belt and rash guard and he goes oh I see What's with the logo? He goes, oh, I have, it's an autism awareness logo. Um, I, I have it. And he goes, thank you for wearing that. My sister has it. Right. And he, he said, like, um, I remember he gave you like a big, uh, excuse me. I remember he gave you like a big hug after that. 
Yeah, he gave me a huge hug and just said, thank you for wearing that. Keep on rolling, pretty much, till the belt turns black. Awesome. And, um, yeah, uh, like I said, that that um, just witnessing that and witnessing you do that, Rich, witnessing you do what you did that day, um, uh, like I said, I want I just want to thank you for that. Uh, I want to thank you for sharing that story. Um, and thank you for being you, my man. And um, I, I, I just, it's, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't have written a better script, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was just basically controlling my own narrative. That's yeah. what I was basically doing. Yeah. And I was just so intent. Like now, my goals is just to be a positive influence in the gym. Try to help elevate people as much as I can while still trying to learn the the uh, perks of being a blue belt, and just at the same point, just help out other white belts who who are struggling as well. And right. I just say I got to do this. You know, this part of the responsibility. Yeah. Of being part of this gym uh, is helping like out. Sounds like purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and knowing that this is what I have to go through, and I was like, I'm okay with this, you know. And eventually, purple belts in a few years. So I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna ride this out. Try to be a good uh, member of the community. Try to help out the jujitsu um practitioners like help inspire their, my story out and you know tell martial artists pro wrestlers or anybody who who are interested in this just use it as a fuel or driver motivation to get to this you know yeah and so the sky's the limit rich you know? yeah you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing what you've done. It's amazing what you've endured and, and what you contribute. And you're always a positive, welcoming person. And, and you know, like your, uh, your, your resiliency and your, um, your dedication is, is, um, is second to none, my man. Um, I want to thank you for sharing your story. Um, I want to respect your time too, as well. But, uh, yeah, I gotta say, like on a personal note, like I said, like I started, we started out the conversation. I've been around a lot of different moments, um, sport-wise, um, and that, um, you know, what what you what you did last weekend is, is definitely definitely up there. So thank you for that, and thank you for being you, and thank you for doing what you do. Um, and inspiring a lot of people and, and paying it forward. Like you said, you were inspired and your, your mission now is to inspire other people and to bring positivity to the sport and to bring more awareness to the sport. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's, I think, I think that's everyone's job. You know, I, I think that's everyone's purpose. You know, we're, we're there mm -hmm. to help each other and inspire each other and, and um, you know, just help each other, uh, you know, uh, whatever difficulties or whatever obstacles that are thrown our way, you know? So, mm -hmm. and uh, I thank you for your time, Rich. Uh, thank you. Closing thoughts or comments or anything you want to share? Um, any shout outs or anything like that? 
Yes. Um, yeah, I just want to think like, um, you know, my teammates from, from the gym to, to support me. I just want to thank my family, you know, for supporting my crazy ass journey that I've been going through. Uh, just want to thank the uh, jiu-jitsu community for like recognizing my work and sharing feedback on my story. And, um, and hopefully, um, you know, someday, you know, I like to return the favor, help out those who are in need and try to, I don't want to be the best practitioner in the world, but I just want to help out. So, and, um, if anyone's interested in my, um, best way to reach me is, uh, Instagram is Richie underscore jewel 92. And, um, and this is a model for I'm wearing a autism 316 shirt and it, it's a, it's a take on John 316, but autism 316 is more like a uh, philosophy and motto in some sorts for autism. And, and I use it on the mats. Very cool. For jiu-jitsu. And so, and I used uh, a jewel jitsu spin for jujitsu. So, cause Very my cool. last jewel and, and so it's a philosophy of maintaining responsibility. And because now that I've you, now that I'm a blue belt, so I have to use my responsibility for the greater good. So, Absolutely. and now that I'm here, with it, I'm still at peace. And so now knowing that I've competed and eventually, eventually I want to compete as a blue belt and again, and just practice up and polish my skills. And then what goes on from there, who knows? So great, right? awesome. All right, Richie, thank you so much for, for joining us on the Journeyman podcast. Uh, your, your story is amazing. Uh, thank you. And uh, I like that spin, Jewel Jitsu. I really like that. that Jewel Jitsu, yeah. Awesome. I've been. <laughs> That's really cool. But I'm sure we'll talk soon. Uh, actually, we'll probably talk later. <laughs> uh, yep. But thanks for taking time, Rich. Um, I'll get this out to you and I'll get this out to everyone. And, um, you know, you keep being you, man. And, um, you know, the world is your oyster, my friend. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Some final thoughts. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Rich. I've been, around, I've been around many athletes and can honestly say that who he is and his spirit embodies not only what BJJ is all about, but also just being a good and genuine person. You can follow Richie at Richie underscore Jewel 92, hashtag Jewel, J-E-W-E-L-L, Jitsu, J-I-T-S-U 316. 
Thanks for listening, everyone, um, and have a good night.